What's up, Lamb Fam? Welcome back to the Life After Miscarriage podcast, where we unapologetically chat the ins and outs of what life is actually like after miscarriage. I'm your host, Shelly Metling, and with four angel babies myself and one rainbow baby here on earth, I have created a platform for you guys to share your stories. So sit back, relax, get ready to relate, laugh, and cry as we get real on what life is actually like after miscarriage in the 21st century. Hello, everyone. We have Bianca. Bianca. <laughs> I already screwed up. I screwed up the easy part. Bianca Benzial on today's episode. I'm so excited to get to know a little bit more about her. Bianca, I'm just going to toss it at you and start wherever you'd like with your story. Hi, guys. So I am Bianca Benzial. <laughs> Um, before I get started with my story, I just wanted to um, thank you, Shelly. Um, I really remember being in the trenches of loss um, before I had my first DNA procedure. And um, I actually remember like so desperately um, laying in bed, waiting around to be able to get the surgery done. Um, and, you know, I'll get into that, like why I had to wait and things like that. But um you know, I remember laying in bed and not having, you know, any sort of outlet. Like I just felt so hopeless, you know, like my husband went back to work and I just, um, I was so desperate and I looked on YouTube and I found you and I literally binge watched all of your YouTube videos of like pregnancy tests and like all the things you went through and like your miscarriages. And it was literally so inspirational to me. So, um, I really just am honored to share my story with you guys today. And, um, I'm really grateful for your podcast, your Facebook group, and, um, you know, also just everything that you've offered the community. Um, so I'm going to get started with my story. So I'm 28 years old and I was born and raised in Washington Township, New Jersey. Um, to describe where I basically live, I'm about, you know, 40 minutes from Philadelphia. Um, I live in Monroeville, New Jersey now with my husband, Vincent, and our sweet dog, um, Max, who is a golden doodle. Um, me and Vinny, you know, I'll, I'll start out by saying that we met in 2013 on St. Patty's Day. Um, so we've been together for almost seven years now. Um, we met when I was 21 years old and he was 24. Um, and I have to say, you know, it really is the truth when they say like, when you know, you just know, um, it was instantaneous love with me and him. Um, he just is, you know, he's crazy and he's fun and he's an awesome guy. Um, very hard worker. And, uh, we just really hit it off from the gate when we met. So we've definitely grown to love each other even more through the years. And I have to say, he's really become like my, my biggest supporter. Um, so I've, I've always been maternal from when I was ve a very young age, um, through my teens and twenties, I was always like the mom of the group. And I'm sure like everyone can relate to that, but you know, when you go out drinking and you have fun, like there's always that one person that's taking care of everyone. <laughs> and that was me. So, um, you know, me and Vinny, you know, things got serious and we eventually bought our first house when we were, um, you know, it was in 2016 and 2016 was actually a really big year for us. Um, we made settlement on our first house in March. I graduated with my associates in May. 
we also got a dog and then in December we were engaged. Um, you know, 2017, I had a career change. So I went from, um, cosmetology to social work. Um, and my husband, you know, he's always been an iron worker and a talented welder. So, um, you know, October 9th of, um, 2018 was, um, you know, me and Vinny, we had gotten married in April of, um, 2018. Um, and by October I had my first positive pregnancy test. Um, you know, we had always talked about kids. We were like super excited to start a family. And, um, you know, I went off the pill. I was on the pill for 10 years, um, from when I was like 16 years old. So, um, you know, I, I kind of just, you know, I asked my doctor at the time and she told me you can just give it a go like right after, or like, you know, you, you don't have to wait. Um, which I mean, now realizing, I think I probably should have waited a little bit to cleanse my body of those toxins. Um, but I had my first positive pregnancy test on October 9th of 2018. And, um, you know, it was, it was one of those moments, you know, a lot of women that I listen to their stories on here, you know, it's, it's something you'll never get back that moment. Um, which is sad in a way that, um, you know, you, you do like a big thing, how you tell people and even how you tell your husband. Um, I told Vinny by, um, you know, I, I gave him three apples that one said, you know, baby Venzi and the other two said like mom and dad. Um, and I wrote on the leaf, like when I would be due. Um, and my friend Jess was with me that day. I actually spent the day with her and her daughter apple picking, um, at a farm by my house. So, um, it was really special, you know, and he was so excited and we were just like over the moon. Um, but then, you know, uh, in November, we, in November, actually on Thanksgiving, we always host Thanksgiving at our home and we have a small home. We only have like maybe a 1500 square foot rancher and somehow we fit 38 bodies in this house. <laughs> um, and it is just the best thing ever having everyone together. Um, you know, my husband, his family, um, is divorced, but they're very much together when it comes to family events. So it's just wonderful to have everyone in one spot with my family and both sides of his family. Um, you know, so we announced to 38 people on Thanksgiving of November of 2018 that we were pregnant and it was just, you know, I still have the videos. I literally, I just can't delete them. Um, there's still something I hold so near and dear to my heart. And sometimes it just, you know, it kind of just reminds me that, you know what, even though what happened happened, it's still a reminder that we have so many people around us that really truly love us and are happy for us. So I try to look at it in a positive light that even though the outcome was, you know, pretty shitty, um, it still, it still was just like, you know, an army of support that we had behind us. Um, so on Thanksgiving, we were also asked to become godparents to um, Carson, which is my um, sister-in-law's baby. And, um, you know, of course we said, yes, we were so excited. I never finished my confirmation. So um, I had to make arrangements to go back and um, finish my confirmation. And I'll get back to that and how that's a part of my story. Um, so, so anyway, December 3rd came and um, I was actually at work and it was around 4 p.m. 
I went to the bathroom and I had about a dime size of blood in my underwear. Um, you know, I of course was in a total panic and when I wiped, it was just bright red. Um, so that led me to, you know, call the doctor and I was in a complete panic. Like, you know, I knew just that gut feeling that there was something wrong. Um, you know, by this time I was almost 12 weeks pregnant. Um, you know, I was getting ready to go to a 12 week ultrasound actually the next day. So, um, you know, the doctor kind of just, you know, the nurse kind of like blew me off and told me that, you know, I didn't really, you know, oh, it's not that big of a deal. Like a lot of people believe other pregnant, like, you know, like all the things you hear to comfort you, but at the same time, like, it makes you angry when they're not moving and shaking, like when it comes to getting you what you need. So she told me she would try to like find an ultrasound place. And apparently they had no openings. So I went home and she's like, oh, well, you have an appointment tomorrow. Don't even worry about it. I'm like, okay, like whatever. I get home and I was just like a basket case. Like I went into the bathroom and as soon as I saw that, like the bleeding just like became more full blown, um, that I actually had, um, you know, I had a little bit of clotting. Um, like it wasn't like, you know, the, the big clots that go in the toilet, but it was like, you know, small, um, on my, on my underwear and the pad that I had put on. So, um, I just, I, I went up to my husband. I was like, then we have to go to the hospital. Like we have to go now. And he was just like, what's going on? And, you know, I had called him before I left work and, you know, I was just in hysterics. So he couldn't really understand much of what I had to say, but he was just like, okay, like, let's go. So we literally got in the car. We went to the hospital. We got there around like 6 PM and, um, you know, we sat and we waited, which was hard because we waited in, um, they actually sent me to triage. So I, I remember being in the waiting room with a ton of women that were pregnant. And actually at the time that I was sitting there, um, they had, this is terrible. They had like all of the pregnant women that were there for their, um, their tour of the hospital for before they give birth. So, um, the woman who was standing there actually like pointed to me cause it was the only other person like in triage for like an emergency, um, pointed to me and said like, Oh, like, you know, are you here for the tour too? And I like looked at her and I was like, no. And then I just, you know, I like turned my head and she just continued on. And then that just led to me like, just, you know, more waterworks. It was, it was awful that that happened. Um, and of course I knew no one meant anything by it, you know, like they didn't, they didn't know what I was going through. Um, so, you know, they take us back, they do a ton of testing and blood work and stuff like that. Like they did, they did my blood and they said, you know, it's going to be a little bit, but we should get your HCG levels and see where things are at. You know, they kind of never even gave me results from that. They just, took me back to an ultrasound, but it took forever. Like we were there from six o'clock and we didn't get, we didn't get actual results until 11 PM and we didn't leave the hospital until like 11 15. So we were there for quite some time. Um, the nurse had told me like, you know, I'm going to take you to the ultrasound room and they'll do an ultrasound and like, hopefully you'll be able to hear your baby's heartbeat and like, whatever. I'm like, okay. So 
me and Vinny, we go back there and basically they, I knew something was wrong because as soon as like they put the gel in my belly and they couldn't get anything and then they did the transvaginal ultrasound, um, the ultrasound tech would not tell me what um, was going on. Like, and my husband was standing there like almost behind the ultrasound tech to, that he could like, not behind the ultrasound tech, but he could, he could see the screen and the, cause you know, it faces forward. So my husband's standing behind me um, or in front of me. I don't know. He, he basically, Vinny could see the screen and I could not, but the ultrasound tech, um, you know, just wasn't saying anything to us. He was just like, I, I can't really give you guys information. You know, you kind of have to wait for a doctor. Um, it's just not my place to say anything. Um, they'll tell you what everything is. So um, we were left with that. And sure enough, the doctor came in um, quite some time after, like I said, we were there for a while. It was probably about an hour went by. And the doctor was very compassionate. Um, you know, she told us, she said, listen, um, this is a loss for us too. Um, I'm so sorry, but your baby doesn't have a heartbeat. And um, it seems to be that they stopped growing at 7.6 weeks. And um, I just, of course, like it was very emotional for me and my husband. We both sat there and cried. Um, it was it was really hard for us to, to take that in. So they directed me that you know, I should call my doctor the next day, go in for my appointment still, but my appointment would be very different. It would not be to see my baby or have that 12-week ultrasound that I was looking forward to. Um, it would be, it would lead to speaking of how to um, go about scheduling a DNA. So on December 4th, we went in and, um, you know, it was cold out, there was snow on the ground. Um, I remember that was the only Thing that was somewhat pretty about that day. Um, and, you know, the doctor had told us like, you know, listen, um, if, if you were my daughter, um, I would suggest that you get a DNA instead of taking the pill to pass things on your own. Um, you know, she said, by the looks of your ultrasound, it seems to be that your amniotic sac and everything else has grown to the gestation of 12 weeks but it's just your baby that hasn't grown to that 12 weeks. So it could be very dangerous you trying to pass this on your own at home and you can lose a lot of blood. And I don't want to see that happen to you. I'd rather you just, you know, get the procedure done and, you know, and the way I felt is, you know, as kind of awful as this might sound, um, you know, I knew it was done, you know, the pregnancy was done and I wanted to be done. I wanted to move forward. Um, and I wanted to, you know, just, you know, move forward with my husband and figure out what I had to do. And the type of person I just, I like to just like, when there's a problem, I just want to fix it. Like, I don't want to dwell on it. I don't want to, I just want to move forward. So, um, of course I was sad and I needed time to grieve, but I really just, I, I, the thought of carrying around like a dead baby was just, it was so hard for me. Um, so we did, we ended up scheduling the DNA and, um, you know, she told me that a surgical scheduler would be calling me the next day. Um, I asked her, you know, is there any way for you to just like get this done tomorrow? You know, and she told me that, you know, allegedly there were other doctors on staff, but she was the only one with 30 years experience and she 
you know, she kind of scared me. She made me feel like if I went with a different doctor, that something could go terribly wrong. So she told me her next surgery day wasn't till Friday. Mind you, this was on Wednesday. So that meant I had to wait until Friday morning to get my surgery. Um, and I didn't think for a second that things could happen or progress. Um, I just kind of thought if I put my feet up and I relaxed that I would be fine and I would be able to just get the surgery on Friday. So um, I scheduled the DNA on December 5th for the 7th, which was a Friday. And um, December 6th, I was at home and my husband had literally only left me for a day like, like not even a day. Like I'm, I'm talking like the, the day that this happened on December 6th, he, it was the first day he had went back to work. Um, you know, the first time him leaving me and he literally just went out for 10 minutes to go get a pizza for us because obviously I was in no way, shape or form cooking. <laughs> so you know, he's like, I'll be right back. I'm going around the corner. Do you need anything else? I'm like, no, you know, I just maybe a slice of pizza. Like I'll eat a little something because I couldn't really eat later on that night because of, you know, my surgery being the next day. So, um, Vinny, Vinny went to go get pizza. And within those 10 minutes that he was gone from the house, I started to feel really awful cramps in my stomach. Um, and they were so severe to the point where I actually remember rolling myself off the couch and crawling to the bathroom. Um, you know, at that point, obviously, you know, I was wearing, wearing pads and doing whatever I could to keep the blood under control. Um, but this was just like, it, it was, it was crazy. Like I, I remember actually, um, you know, I, I pulled myself up on the toilet and I had such pains and I it didn't feel right. Um, my vision on the sides. So my peripheral vision was blurred. I actually could not see. Um, I could see forward, but it was like tunnel vision. So I started to feel like lightheaded and I'm like, oh no, like, and all I thought was, okay, if I don't call someone to, for help, like my husband could very well find me. Like, you know, he could find me on the floor. Um, I like, I need to do something. So I, I picked up my phone and just spoke into my phone. Um, and I sent a text to Vinny saying, how far are you? And he said, three minutes up the road. And I said, um, nine one one, um, lightheaded, can't see. Um, and as soon as I sent that text, I, I literally just clicked on my phone 911 and I called 911 and I have no clue what I was even saying to the operator like I just everything was a blur um my vision from the sides was a blur my ears were ringing um so I was doing my best to just kind of keep myself up I was holding onto the wall and holding onto my sink in the bathroom um while on the toilet so um you know, basically the ambulance came and pulled in my driveway and um, little did I know that I was having a panic attack is what was happening. Um, I was going into a complete and total panic about, um, you know, bleeding so heavily, being so scared, being by myself and um, plus bleeding so heavily, you know, and I didn't, I didn't know what was happening to me. And what was happening was I was, I was passing things on my own on the toilet. Um, and it was, it was awful. So, you know, they came in and they, um, 
you know, they took my blood pressure. They said my blood pressure was like 64 over 80. So they pretty much told me like, you know, you need to go to the hospital, this and that. And I started like flipping out. I was like, no, like you need to get in touch with my doctor. I am not going to the hospital. Like they're going to do this DNA on me and I don't want anyone else touching me, but my doctor. So I called the, you know, my husband took over because he had actually, he would, when, so we live on like a Royal, we're very, um, very rural, the area that we live in. So we're very spread out. So Vinny was actually telling the um, ambulance where to go. Like when he pulled up to the house, he saw the ambulance coming down and he flashed his lights to direct them, like pull into the driveway. Um, because they probably would have blew right past my house because it's, it's kind of hard to find. So Sorry to interrupt today's episode, but we are sponsored by Hello Eden this week. Hello Eden is an all-in-one nutritional supplement for women designed to support hormone balance and optimize reproductive function. Eden's formula was created to nourish all aspects of women's reproductive health. Your reproductive system and hormones are intrinsically linked, and when one of your hormones is out of balance, it creates a ripple effect that can upset the entire system. This can result in a problematic and often painful PMS symptoms, irregular periods, and fertility issues. There are many reasons why a woman's hormones health may be less than ideal, but nutrient deficiencies are one major factor. That's where Eden comes in. It provides a nutritional foundation that allows your hormones to flourish. The company was created by Katie Fitzgerald, who as a clinical nutritionist wanted to provide her own body the right nutrition to support healthy reproductive function and in turn regulate her cycles to help with her own fertility journey. Eden is designed to support you, whether you are trying to regulate your cycle, counterbalance the side effects of the pill, or assist to trying to conceive. For the listeners of this podcast, we have a specific discount code to share with you guys for 15% off using LAMFAM15, L-A-M-F-A-M-15. Thank you so much, Hello Eden, for sponsoring this week's episode, and thank you to all our listeners to supporting our sponsors as it helps us to continue to provide this platform for us all. Now let's get back to today's episode. Um, Vinny pulled behind the ambulance as soon as they came in, and he was in right after them. So he was by my side the entire time they were checking me out. Um, He got on the phone you know, um, called the doctor and then just put the thing on speakerphone for me to speak to the doctor. So they told the pair, you know, she told the paramedic, she's like, listen, like, I know what's going on with her. Like she, she's having a miscarriage. Um, she's in for surgery tomorrow morning. We're still going to go forth with surgery because we need to make sure everything is out for right now make her comfortable, um, give her fluids so that, you know, get that blood pressure up before you leave her. If she does not get her blood pressure up, then she does absolutely need to go to the emergency room and she has to go by ambulance. So, um, they basically just gave me like, you know, I drank fluids, I drank Gatorade. Um, we had, we have such sweet, sweet friends that live around the corner from us. And, um, our, my, one of our best friends, um, her husband actually came by and dropped off extra strength Tylenol and a huge case of Gatorade for us, um, which was so sweet. Um, so, you know, I made myself comfortable. I propped my feet up. Things kind of like slowed down a little bit. So I just, I was just ready to get the surgery. So the next day, um, on December 7th, I did, I had my DNA surgery. Um, my doctor called me the next morning to check on me and, you know, she was pretty concerned about the, 
you know, ambulance and me calling 911 and things like that. So she told me as a precautionary measure, she wanted to make sure everything was out because if everything wasn't out, I could go on to bleed for weeks or I could stop bleeding and start bleeding again. So they, you know, they did the DNA. Um, and before they wheeled me back, I remember it was really hard for me to leave my husband. Um, I, that's when I broke down and, um, my doctor could tell I was really scared and she looked at me and I still remember what she said to me. She said, one day you'll be back here with a healthy baby in your arms and you'll be the woman that another woman who's going through this will turn to for support. She's like, we're going to take good care of you, Bianca, I promise. She's like, and it's all going to be over soon. So, um, you know, with that, that kind of calmed me down a little bit. And of course the meds, you know, the, the bartender, um, <laughs> the, you know, uh, anesthesiologist, they had given me something. So I, I started to, you know, go into my twilight sleep. So, um, you know, I woke up to my husband, you know, right there, ready to feed me some apple juice. <laughs> so, um, you know, we moved on from that. I, I mean, it was really hard for me. I, um, you know, I had to de-announce on Facebook because after my surgery, um, you know, it was hard for me. I, I mean, I still do hair um, as a freelance artist and makeup. So I had went into a salon um, a couple weekends after my surgery. I was out, out of work for about a month because I needed some time to myself. And um, I just didn't know what to expect with healing from the surgery. So um, I want to say it was about a month um, from start to finish from when I started bleeding to when I went back to work after my surgery. So um, I went into a salon and there were a couple people that knew me there um, and they just were like, oh my God, like you're pregnant. I'm so happy for you this and that. So immediately after that, I looked at my friend Jess and I was like, Jess, I need to de-announce on Facebook. Like I'm going to have to post something like I can't, I can't do this that I keep going into like everywhere I go, I'm having like a phobia of even being in public because everyone that I see is like, Oh, like you're pregnant and, and I'm not pregnant anymore. And then when I tell them it's heart, heart wrenching for them. And then you see the sadness in people's eyes and then they're crying or they're upset. And I'm like, shit like I just ruined someone's day you know what I mean like you just you have this other feeling that you're you're almost letting people down you know so um even though you know it's not like that it feels that way so I just you know I de-announced on Facebook and I was actually shocked by how much support I got that there were so many women that came out of the woodwork and I just have chills thinking about it that they shared you know they they direct that messaged me and shared their stories with me and told me like, you know, their, their own trenches of loss. And I just, I couldn't believe how common it was. So, um, my doctor had told me like, you know, listen, once you're healed, you know, you can, you pretty much can give it a go again once you have two healthy periods. So, um, me and Vinny, like I said, we were on a mission. We really wanted to start our family. So, um, you know, basically by March, I had a positive pregnancy test um, between the months of December and March. We did do some traveling. You know, we um, we went to Georgia. Um, we went to a couple different other places. We went up to the mountains. Um, we just had some trips together and we just had so much fun. 
Um, and then in March, we had our positive pregnancy test. So that pregnancy, um, it was a little bit different than my first one because I did have a lot of sickness, um, but it only lasted up until eight weeks. And then once I hit the eight week mark, it just diminished. Like it went away completely. Um, and I felt in my gut that there was something wrong. They had sent me for an early ultrasound at six weeks and we, you know, I did see the heartbeat and everything. And, you know, we were so excited and, um, you know, just at eight weeks for some reason, I was like, I don't, I don't know. Like something doesn't feel right. Like I, my symptoms have faded. My boobs don't hurt anymore. Um, you know, so I, you know, I had called the doctor and they kind of like brushed me off that they told me like, there's really not a need for you to come in for another ultrasound. Like, you know, they're very, um, you know, plus with insurance, you pretty much have to say that like you're spotting in order for them to cover it and things like that. So I wasn't spotting. I had no signs of blood. So I just automatically thought like, okay, you know what? Stop being crazy. Like everything's fine. So, um, you know, that time I did not announce on social media and we had only told like family members and things like that. Well, May 24th. Um, so, so, uh, May trying to think, I want to say it was supposed to be May 23rd. May 23rd was supposed to be a ultrasound, um, somewhere around there. It was supposed to be an ultrasound for my 12 week appointment. Um, and I know it was probably the day before. So yeah, so May 24th was my, um, my, my next DNA, um, May 23rd, I actually, I went in for my 12 week ultrasound and, um, you know, my husband had work. He kind of couldn't like get out of work. And I just had in my head, like, okay, you know what? This happens to so many women. Like that was my one time I had a miscarriage. It's not going to happen again. Like, you know, you kind of like talk yourself out of the, the, um, you know, out of the negative. So, although I knew in my gut, I felt like there was something wrong. I just, you know, I was like, no, Vin, don't worry about it. Everything's fine, hun. Like you can come to the next ultrasound when we have the anatomy scan, like it'll be fine, whatever. So I go to this ultrasound and my doctor like totally freaked me out. Like, you know, she put the bedside ultrasound on my belly. She couldn't get a heartbeat. Um, even with the dot, like she couldn't get a heartbeat with a Doppler and then she couldn't get a heartbeat with the bedside ultrasound. So they sent me to MFM, which is maternal fetal medicine. Um, and when they got me in there, you know, then I was in shaking, I was in hysterics. I had to, you know, write out all this information they make you fill out. And I'm just like, seriously, like, I can't even do this right now. And, um, I ended up actually picking up the phone and calling my husband and telling him like, you need to come now. Um, Vinny, you know, he flew there. He was there within like not even 10 or 15 minutes. He comes walking through the door and we just were hugging each other in the waiting room. Um, and I don't mean to get an emotional, but this one was really hard. Um, so, uh, they, um, you know, they, they took me back and they did the ultrasound and Vinny was beside me and, um, they showed on the screen that they were like, the baby stopped growing at 7.6 weeks. 
and I just, I couldn't believe it. I was like, why is this happening again? Like, this can't be happening again to me. And my husband just like, he, his head just like, he just dropped his head like into his like hand and we waited for the doctor to come in and we both um, didn't really say much of a word to each other. I just went into the bathroom to empty my bladder and then I came back out and we both just, um, we, we literally sat there and held hands until the doctor came in. Um, the doctor came in and um, this was, you know, the maternal fetal medicine doctor and he was very um, no bedside manner, like just kind of like, oh, like, you know, the baby stopped growing and there's no heartbeat. Um, and I'm looking at him like, okay, like we know, like what, what now? Um, you know, like, I, I just hate that they have to keep saying it, you know what I mean? I understand it's their job or whatever, but it just, it was driving me nuts. Like, especially when you're just so frustrated and upset. Um, so he kind of just brushed us off and was like, well, you know, you guys are young, you got plenty of time, this and that. And then that's when my husband advocated for me. And he was like, I am so sick of hearing that. I am so sick of hearing that. He's like, no, he's like, I want to know why. I want to know why this is happening. He's like, my wife is going to have to go through another surgery. He's like, I want to know right now, what do we have to do to figure out what the hell is going on? So I like sat there and I'm like, oh shit, now Vinny's getting loud. <laughs> so I just was like, all right. Um, I was like, okay. I was like, let's have, let everybody like, you know, let's just calm down. <laughs> I was like, but let's figure this out. So he basically gave us like some ideas that he was like, listen, like we can actually, because it's a mis miscarriage and you, know, you have no signs of bleeding. Um, we can do surgery and we can test the fetus and find out what was wrong and, you know, test you and figure things out from there. So I saw my, um, so the doctor that I had saw before that, you know, did all the, um, you know, that, that did my first DNA, she has like another partner in her practice that I saw a different doctor. So you know, you see a couple of them throughout your pregnancy. So the one, the, the other one, um, basically I met with her the next day and Vinny came with me and she went over like everything with us from soup to nuts that she pretty much told us like, she's going to, you know, I had to wait. I had to get the, the, um, DNA done. And what they were going to do is they were going to test the fetus for, um, the different trisomies to find out what was wrong. Um, so genetically they were going to test the fetus and then they were going to, um, go and, um, wait about, th about three months for my hormones to calm down and then, um, test me for lupus, vitamin deficiency, thyroid, um, what else, uh, they tested me for so many different things on that panel. Um, they, they took 14 tubes of blood. It was pretty crazy. Um, so that's what we did. So we, you know, we waited for test results to come back from the, the baby and it came back that the baby actually had trisomy 13, which, um, excuse my French scared the shit out of me. Um, because I was just like, okay, like, what is trisomy 13? So I'm like looking up all this stuff and I'm seeing how like, there's not a value of life. And oh my God, it was just, it was awful. Like seeing all those things. Um, Google can sometimes just not be your friend. Um, <laughs> especially when you're upset and you're already freaking out. Um, so 
um, so yeah, so they did the testing, they determined that the baby had trisomy 13. And then I, um, I was like, oh my God, oh shit. Like I heard that you could be like a, a translocation carrier, which if you're a translocation carrier, it means like you carry the gene and the chances of you having, you know, a baby that doesn't have it is kind of slim to none that almost every time you get pregnant, you know, you could very possibly have a, um, you know, a baby with trisomy 13 or like, you know, there's, there's all sorts of things to it. It's very confusing, but, um, yeah, so they waited the three months, um, and then they tested me to see if I was a translocation carrier. Um, so I, I got tested and that was the longest month of my life. Um, they took forever for the test results to come back. I was like a crazy lunatic calling like almost every day, like, Hey, like has, excuse me, has there been any changes? Like, have you guys found anything? Um, are you guys going to tell me I'm okay? So I can like dig myself out of this rabbit hole that I'm in that I'm like, so anxiety prone right now. Um, and eventually they finally got back to me and they did tell me that my thyroid was completely um, fine. And I also like did my own research because, you know, you have to advocate for yourself. So I, I did my own research that, you know, actually Shelly, you know, you've, you've taught me a lot about the thyroid and what the real range should be and things like that. So my thyroid was fine. Vitamin deficiency was fine. Everything else was fine on that panel. I came up negative for lupus and, um, I actually came up negative as a translocation carrier for trisomy 13. So they told me that they did not test Vincent for it because they said that if they test Vinny, they were like, honestly, um, in so many words, they were telling me like, no, like if, if this is the issue, you're the problem <laughs> in so many words, that's what they were telling me. So, um, you know, we didn't have Vinny tested, but we kind of were just like, okay, like take it with a grain of salt. Let's move forward. So, um, you know, um, some things I started to do to honor my babies. Um, you know, every year at Christmas, I now put up my, um, I have like these apple ornaments that I hang, um, just in honor of like my first pregnancy that it was in the fall when I found out that I was pregnant. Um, and then, um, with this, with this one, with the trisomy 13, um, as hard as it is to, know that the baby wouldn't have had like a quality of life. And I know that their hearts stopped beating and things like that. Um, it was really hard for me to let go because I really felt like this was going to be my rainbow. Um, so with that, I, um, I like candles, you know, when, um, I like candles when they have the infant awareness, um, you know, infant and, um, miscarriage awareness, day every year. I like candles for them. And, um, I do different things like that to try to like honor my, you know, my children that are up in heaven. So, um, so, you know, moving forward, um, everything pretty much came back fine, but I just was so drained. I was like, I don't even know if I want to, like, do we really want to try again? And my husband just like, was like, Bianca, like we've literally been going through this since like 2018. We were now in, um, let's see, this was, this was August of 2019 by now. So I had my DNA in May and we were already up to August. So, um, in September we started to try again 
And um, October, I got a negative test, which was even more crushing. Um, you know, I really feel for women that are, you know, you're trying and you just keep getting negative tests. Um, it's, it really is, it's heart wrenching every time. Um, so I was just like, I don't understand why it's negative. Cause I was so used to like getting, you know, we never hear about the person who gets pregnant so easily and, you know, always never results in like having a healthy baby. You know, it, it's always that you hear about people who, you know, they, they have a hard time getting pregnant period. So, you know, I talked to, I talked to my doctor and I asked her, you know, do you, do you think that you'll put me in high risk next time? This and that. Well, in so many words, she pretty much told me like, oh, well, third time's a charm for me. Like I need to have a third loss for me to put you in high risk. And I was like, you know what? It's time to find a new doctor. Like I'm not doing this. Like I, I need to advocate for myself. So I did end up getting my medical records and I went and I actually interviewed three different doctors until I found one that told me, nope, absolutely. I will put you in high risk. You are high risk. Um, and that was um, a doctor that I'm with now. So the doctor that I'm with now, she actually um, is fantastic. I love her. She's, she's such a sweetheart and she's just, she really knows her stuff. Like she's great. Um, so she told me like, cause I asked her, I was like, listen, like I got a negative test. Um, you know, what can I do to kind of track my ovulation? Cause I'm thinking maybe my app is off. Like I was using the glow app and I was like, maybe my app is off and it's not like with obviously like it doesn't sync with my body. Like it doesn't know what my body's doing. She's like, yeah. She's like, you know what? Go to the dollar store and buy ovulation sticks. I was like, wow. I didn't even know they sold ovulation sticks at the dollar store. So I went there, I got them and I did, I like, you know, I, the lady was looking at me like I was nuts. Cause I went in there and bought like, <laughs> I bought like five pregnancy tests and I don't even know, like seven or eight ovulation sticks. And she's like looking at me and I'm like, yeah, I know. I know. Like, just don't even ask. <laughs> so, um, I did end up getting, you know, no, so November 16th, November 16th was a big day for me because it was the day that I was getting my confirmation to become, um, you know, we had the, we already had like, you know, the ceremony and everything to become the godparents to, um, you know, our godson, but I still had to go forth with, you know, finishing out my confirmation. So in the midst of all of this, like, you know, I'm going to these classes with adults. Um, I'm going to them maybe like, you know, once a week for a couple months and I'm talking to people and, you know, it was actually very, very therapeutic for me to kind of like, you know, talk about why you were there. And, you know, for me, I was kind of like, you know what, for a really long time, I resented God. I resented, um, you know, cause I felt like I was being punished. I was like, I'm a good person. Like, why is this happening to me? Like, why can't I have a healthy baby? Um, so it, it really helped me reconnect with, um, you know, with my faith, um, to say, you know, no, like you're, you know, it's going to happen for you. But, you know, I felt like I had to reconnect with, um, I had to reconnect with my faith and kind of, you know, find a focus and find a purpose. So, um, on November 16th, when I had my confirmation, um, that morning I was actually getting ready and I just, I was, you know, 
two days from my period. And I was like, there's no way that I would even get a positive pregnancy test on a dollar store one. But I'm just going to take one anyway. And if it's disappointment, it it is what it is, but I'm just going to take it. So I took it. I left it in the bathroom. I got distracted, which is the story of my life. And, um, you know, I'm continuing to get myself together for this confirmation. And then I walk back into the bathroom and I see that there's a faint line on, there's a faint line on the dollar store pregnancy test. And I'm like, oh my God, (laughs) like, like you're kidding me. Like, this is crazy. And I didn't even know you could get a positive like two days before your missed period on a dollar store pregnancy test. So I'm like, you know, looking at it, thinking, am I seeing things, you know? And I just kept it to myself. Like I was like, you know what? I'm just going to keep it to myself. So I went to, I went to the church and made my confirmation. My parents were there. Um, and then I met up with my husband later and I, I told him, I was like, Ben, like I had like a faint line, like, but I don't know what that means. Like, you know, and he's like, well, are you going to take another one? I was like, well, yeah, like I'm probably going to take six of them. (laughs) That's just how it goes. You know, you become like a crazy tester that you just, I'm sure a lot of women can relate to that, that you're just like, all right, I'm going to drink a gallon of water and just pee on all these tasks. Um, so yeah, I ended up, you know, taking more tests and they all came up. I did, I actually followed your YouTube channel, (laughs) Shelly, that when it came to like, you know, the progression lines with the pregnancy test. So I did and that then you're like, the okay, first... I'm not crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Like you're like, you're like, I'm really not crazy. I'm really not like someone like else out there is doing this too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I did. I followed like all the progression lines, and my husband thought I was crazy. I had everything like labeled, you know what I mean, with like the sharpie marker, and it's like, okay, Bianca, like you're on a, a whole nother level. Like anyone else who would see this is gonna think that you're you're batshit crazy. So. um, you know, everything, the line darkened. And, um, of course, you know, this was on a weekend. That's just how it goes. You know, you can't call your doctor. So Monday morning, I call my doctor and she's like, okay. She's like, awesome. She's like, I am going to, um, send you in a script for progesterone. I'm going to send it to your pharmacy. She's like, but don't go pick it up yet. She's like, cause I want you in today for blood work. I was like, okay, I'm coming. I'm right there. So I left work. I went and got blood work done. She told me, um, she told me that my levels were, you know, rising, um, you know, as far as she got me a baseline. So, um, you know, of course, another crazy thing, like by me looking at, (laughs) this is nuts, but by me looking at the one pregnancy test that was a dark line, I'm like, okay, so like my HCG has to be like around like three or 400. And I'm like, how do I even know that? Like, this is how crazy this is that I've been through this so many, like, this isn't my first radio. I've been through this so many times that I, I actually know my body well enough that I know what HCG I might be around with the line thing. So anyway, um, she did. She sent in the progesterone. Um, she got me a baseline. She's like, okay, we confirmed you're pregnant. Start taking the progesterone twice a day. So it was 200 milligrams of progesterone a day. So I took it every day faithfully with my prenatal. Um, I was also taking my, um, I was on, on this, uh, supplement type of, um, you know, 
type of thing to kind of get my gut health under control because I was reading a lot about that with fertility. So I, um, I was taking a probiotic and, um, you know, a fiber pill, things like that. Um, which is all good stuff to take. Like, you know, my doctor approved of all of it. She said, it's all plant-based. You're good. So, um, so yeah, so that was in November. Um, Thanksgiving day, I actually started spotting, which was terrifying for me because I was just like, shit, like now I'm spotting, like, does this mean that this is the beginning of the end for this one? Um, and I remember, you know, we were down at my mother-in-law's in Wildwood and I was looking out of the balcony and, you know, there's certain signs that you just, I think if you're in tune to it, you just pay attention to it there was like, the sky just looked so beautiful. It literally almost looked like a rainbow. And, um, I just was praying. Like I was just thinking in my head, like, I really hope that this is our rainbow. Like, I really don't want to go through this again. I can't do another surgery. Like, you know, I really hope that I know God thinks I'm strong, but I really hope that he doesn't, um, he doesn't think I'm this strong. Like, I really, I really hope that this is just my rainbow. I just can't do this again. And, um, you know, my husband was like, you know, saying to me, listen, like tomorrow's Black Friday, you have off, call the doctor, call the doctor in the morning, tell them you're spotting and like, maybe they can send you for an early ultrasound. And I'm like, no, because I'm technically only measuring like five and a half weeks. If you count for my missed period, that's just going to freak me out more. If I don't see like an, like an actual heartbeat on the screen and I just see a sack, like I can't put myself through that. Sure enough, I called the doctor and the doctor did. She sent me for an ultrasound and I was terrified. I was so scared and me and Vinny went and, um, my, my husband is standing there and, you know, the ultrasound tech, like, you know, she does the stuff on my belly and then she does the transvaginal and, um, he's standing there and he's looking at the screen and you just see this big smile on his face. And he goes, he goes, well, something's flickering in there. And I'm like, what? I'm like, wait a minute. Don't, don't, what else is there? Like, like, I'm like, seriously, Vinny, like, why do you have to make this like, you know, like you can see the screen and I can't see shit right now. So the lady, like the ultrasound sex, she, she turns the screen toward me and she's like, okay, so do you see that? Like, that's your amniotic sac. Like, do you see that? You know, it looks kind of like a little tadpole thing right now. She's like, did you see like that flicker? And I was like, yeah. And she's like, that's your heartbeat. And I was like, oh my God, really? And she's like, yep, you got 144 for your heart rate. I'm like, oh my God. And she's like, yeah. She's like, and you're not five and a half weeks. You're six and a half weeks. And I'm like, what? So I was measuring a whole week ahead. So it was almost like, you know, my prayers were answered that like, I didn't, I mean, not my, my big prayer wasn't answered yet, but like, you know, that, that I, I wasn't going to see that, that thing that I was afraid of. I was afraid of not seeing like a heartbeat or a sack or something like that. So um, everything was good and we were excited and they told me it could have just been implantation bleeding. Well, the next week, the next week was like the worst week ever because it was like the day I, I had to get my car towed. I end up at the, the collision place because I'm, they are getting my car fixed and, um, cause someone hit me in my parking garage at work. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just, 
you know, on a whole nother level. Um, and I actually even, you know, some of you might laugh at this. I was on the side of the road waiting for a tow truck for two and a half hours and I'm pregnant. <laughs> so I had a solo cup in, in my car. I kid you not. I climbed in my back seat and I peed in a friggin' solo cup and like <laughs> had to pour it out my back door because I was like, I couldn't hold it. Like nature calls, don't know what to do. So tow truck fixed me up and everything. When I got to the collision place, I actually was spotting again, but this time there were like these small little pieces of like tissue in the toilet. And I like lost my shit. I called the doctor. She, of course they send me right in. I, cause this doctor was very adamant, the one that I have now. So I get there. Um, they do an exam on me and they pretty much told me that they were like, you know, um, the, the one nurse is hilarious. She's like, she's like, well, it's looking pretty boring in here for someone who claims she's bleeding. And I'm like, seriously, <laughs> I'm like, I, I know that there was like blood there. And she's like, I know, hun, but it's not a lot. Like you're fine. And I'm just like, I don't know. I don't think I'm fine. So she's looking at my chart and she says to me, she's like, you're RH negative, like your blood type. And I'm like, yeah, I know. Like they've given me the Rogam shot, like every time I've miscarried. And she's like, yeah, but like your husband, his blood type is a positive. And I said, yeah, she's like, Bianca, it could be very well that like right now your body is forming antibodies and fighting against this baby. Like maybe you have like a blood type that is, is clat, like your blood type is clashing with his. And I was like, that's interesting. I never really thought of it that way. I was like, can you guys give me the Rogam shot now? Or you have to wait until I'm further in pregnancy. And she goes, no, we're going to give it to you today. I'm like, seriously. And she's like, yeah. So she gave me the Rogam shot and sure enough, I kid you not, they held me there for 30 minutes within 30 minutes. Don't you know, my spotting completely diminished. Like I'm not even talking like Brown or any, like completely gone, like nothing there. So since then I haven't spotted since, and I'm happy to say that I am 19 weeks pregnant with a baby boy. Um, you know, my ultrasounds, I, he's been measuring um, a week ahead every time you go. So even though I'm 19 weeks from my missed period, I'm probably 20 weeks. Um, but yeah, so it's, it's been crazy. Um, you know, we found out, we found out the gender and, you know, thankfully my insurance covered all genetic testing because of my history with the trisomy. So it's given me a lot of closure that, you know, they tested him for cystic fibrosis, uh, trisomy 13, all the trisomy, like, you know, trisomy 21, trisomy 18, and everything has come back beautiful. Um, every time I see his, like, <laughs> his little hands and just everything on an ultrasound, I just, I melt. I'm so excited that I have a healthy son and my husband's just over the moon, um, and uh, I'm actually sitting right now in the place that's going to be his nursery. So I'm, I'm in the room that we're going to actually get to design, um, you know, paint and, you know, put a crib in and things like that. And it just feels so surreal, you know, because it's been a really, really long road. So that is my story. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> Congrats. Oh, Thank you. It. I love thank it. You. Brings a lot of hope. So I appreciate it. Does. it. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> it's been a lot. <laughs> now, I always ask at the end of every episode, if you had one piece of advice for somebody in a similar situation, what would it be? 
honestly, I would say one piece of advice is, um, I mean, of course it's hard to give one piece of advice, but if I, I did have to give one piece, I would say advocate for yourself. Um, you know, a lot of the times it's hard to say no to a doctor. It's hard to, um, you know, it's, it's hard. It's hard when you're going through all these things and you're having miscarriages or whatever your story is, and they're telling you one thing and you feel your gut is telling you another. Like, I mean, I could have went with that other doctor that I had, you know, I could have stayed with her, but truly in my heart, like when I think about how I was spotting and things like that, and after I got the program shot, it came to a halt. Um, it makes me think that like, I don't know if I would be still pregnant with my baby boy if I was with a different doctor, you know what I mean? Um, so all I'm saying is, of course, never blame yourself. Never blame blame yourself for a miscarriage or anything like that, because it means that there was something wrong. But um, definitely advocate for yourself and do your own research, and you know, understand that your feelings are valid. You know, you're you're not a robot. You're human, and you're allowed to feel however you want to feel. And you should advocate for yourself however you need to advocate. Mm-hmm. Totally agree. So, yeah. If somebody wants to reach out to you, where can they do so? So they can reach out to me on Facebook or Instagram. Um, Facebook, I'm just on there as Bianca Venzial. Um, and on Instagram, it's just at brose92. Um, I am more than happy to talk to anyone. And, you know, if they want to reach out and things like that, I'm completely fine with that. Awesome. Well, thank you Yay. so much. I'll go ahead and I'll link that in the description of this episode. And we really appreciate you again. Congrats on your baby boy. Thank you so, thank you so much. You. Thank you so, so much. All right. We'll chat soon. Okay. Take care. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure you share it with a friend who could find it useful or share it on your Instagram stories. Tag myself, tag my guest so that we can personally thank you. This is a lamb fam, you guys. We're not in this alone. We're creating this ripple effect together. 